The Road to Potomania, presented by Opinions and Beer. Tag along in this annual event with Adam and Ed Ray 1416 into the world of pro wrestling. You're listening to Opinions and Beer. And Opinions, Opinions and Beer. Two guys and another guy. Will never happen again. Hello and welcome to Opinions and Beer. I'm your host, Adam, and today I've got Ed Ray 1416 Hello, losers. Today, in today's episode, we will be reviewing to our official review of WrestleMania 38. I think you can agree that this is one of the better WrestleManias in quite some time, huh, Ed Ray? Very good, but it'll never compare to the 90s. Never compare to the 90s, he says, despite Rock versus Stone Cold taking place in early 2000. Right? Right? Or no? 2003? There was... Let's see, there was 1999, 2001, and 2003. Ooh, look at there. Early 2000s was where it really was at. But anyways, before we get on with that, we got the beer of the day. And the obvious beer of the day is Broken Skull... Steve Austin's Broken Skull American Lager. His brand new beer. It's 4.8% alcohol by volume. By the uh, brewed by the El Segundo Brewing Company, in assistance, um, in in collaboration with Stone Cold Steve Austin. His second official beer. His first one being the Broken Skull IPA. Uh, this American Lager. It's a very crisp, clean beer with a slight uh, sweet finish. Um, it's, a, it's very easy drinking, way easier to drink than the IPA. But um, the IPA does have a lot more flavor, especially with the hops. Hops always have the uh, those flavors in there uh, compared to a light lager. Um, but this is not a bad beer. This is one of the better beers. And if it's between this and a Bud Light, you definitely want to chip, uh, grab this one. So it tastes really well, and uh, I don't know. I'm going to give this... Since I'll buy it again, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Or maybe I should get a 316 out of 10. No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. So here we go. We're going to run down the list of WrestleMania matches. And we're going we're gonna to talk about the matches as we're listing them. But we're going to list them from worst to best. So uh, are you ready, Ed Ray, to list them from worst to best? Yeah. All right, starting off at the bottom of the list, uh, which which match was the worst? I'll, I'll go ahead and reread all the matches that happened, and then we'll go from there. And this is across both nights. We're going to uh, rank the, enti- the entirety of Mania. All uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, 30, 40, 50, 16 matches. So 16 matches in all. And, uh, and we're going to rank them as such. And... We even have to rank these surprise matches as uh, singular matches, I guess, because that's how they are listed officially. <clears throat> so, with that being said, uh, we'll go ahead and list the matches and then go from there. Uh, number one, the first match that happened was the Usos defeated Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Rick Boogs suffered a um, injury in that match. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeated Happy Corbin. Uh, the Miz and Logan Paul defeated Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Bianca Belair defeated Becky Lynch. Cody Rhodes defeated Seth freaking Rollins. Charlotte Flair defeated Ronda Rousey. Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Kevin Owens. 
RK Bro defeated the Street Profits. Bobby Lashley defeated Omos. Johnny Knoxville defeated Sami Zayn. Naomi and Sasha Banks defeated Carmella. Queen Zelina, uh, Liv Morgan, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Edge defeated AJ Styles. Sheamus and Ridge Holland defeated The New Day. Pat McAfee defeated Austin Theory. Mr. McMahon defeated Pat McAfee. And Roman Reigns defeated Brock Lesnar. So, out of all that list, what was the worst match of WrestleMania? You know what the worst match might be? Mr. McMahon versus Pat McAfee. Because really, while the segment was good, the match itself was the worst part. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and here are several reasons why. First off, the match was too short. Second, Vince McMahon is too old. And of course, uh, third, the ending didn't make any sense. What do you mean? Well, for one, McMahon didn't get disqualified for using a football as a weapon. Because he's the boss. He can't... You can't disqualify the boss. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can, he says. I've seen Vince McMahon disqualified before. So, uh, do we agree that Mick, Mr. McMahon and Austin versus Pat McAfee was the worst match on the card? Now, the segment itself was good, but the match was the worst match. Huh? Uh. Do, do you agree or no? That's tied with. Oh, so you don't. So he, maybe, maybe, maybe I should make uh, two separate lists. Here, let me make a. Um, let me make a. Uh, a, a Ed Ray list. Here's a, here's an Ed Ray list. Sixteen. All um, right, it's a tie between Mr. McMahon versus Pat McAfee and. Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Wait, wait. So you're tying them? No, no, no. One's got to be better or worse than the other. We're not doing ties in this in this listing. So uh, would you rank... You are saying that you would rank Omos versus Bobby Lashley worse than Mr. McMahon or the opposite? What's opposite. Your, so your 16 is... McMahon versus McAfee. That's your number 16? Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh my gosh, debate you hard on that one. So, uh, we have the, so you and I have the same 16. Oh, so we already know you're 15. Your 15 is Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Mm hmm. Wow, two matches from night two in your top two worst matches. I, uh,. Uh, what was your what's your reasoning? We we discussed the reasoning for Mr. Man versus Pat McAfee. It was just kind of like goofy. The segment around it was good, but the match itself was the worst part of that whole thing. Uh, what's your reasoning for putting Bobby Lashley and Omos at number fifteen? Well, for one, Omos is immobile. Number two, he can't wrestle. Number three, he almost gave Bobby Lashley a concussion when he shoved Bobby Lashley into the ring post and his hip, in the back of Lashley's head hit the post and. Lashley looked a little loopy toward the end. Hmm. I mean, the only good thing about the match was almost getting suplexed. Now, we're going to have, I guess, we're going to have different lists, definitely, because I'm going to rank mine based off uh, reasonings. <laughs> like, like which, which I'm, I'm basically going to rank them like which matches were worthless and so horrible and boring. 
things that were boring and things will be on my list. So my number 15, uh, contrary to Ed Ray's list, my 15 will be... You know what? If I'm going to put this one. I, I, I was debating. I'm going to put the Usos defeating Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Uh, I think the injury to Rick Boogs probably hurt a lot of the spots they were going to do. And all in all, it just was a uh, unmemorable match to me. It, 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 they're inter- they had a good interest, though. But yeah, the match itself was no good. That's my number but what, 15. But the big debate is, what caused Rick Boog's injury? I don't know. He picked them, He picked up both the Usos and his just leg uh, blew out. But wasn't Rick Boog's injured prior to the beginning of the match? Oh, he might have been. And that the whole botch thing was just a plan to get him off t- uh, television? It, it's quite possible. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard uh, much into that story. Because Rick Boogs looked like he was selling the injury instead of actually being hurt. Dang. Uh, yeah, I, have, I actually have no clue, Ed Ray. I'm sorry. And, uh, and, if it, and if it was a legit injury, then blame goes to the Usos for sandbagging. True that. Uh, what's your number 14? <laughs> the opening match of uh, night one. Oh, so you, you're going to pick the Usos... Defeating Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, because prior to the obvious injury being exposed, they tried to work very well. And then, uh, that's pretty much it, you know. Yeah. Uh, my, my number 14 is gonna be... My number 14 is gonna be the second match. Drew McIntyre defeating Happy Corbin. I think, I think Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin... Was the fifteen, uh, yeah, four, uh, fourteen, whatever it is. Damn it! Yeah, okay, that's my fourteen. So, which, uh, my comments on this match, um, it was just worthless. Like the whole match, like the what happened in this match? You know, Drew McIntyre kicked out of the um, the end of days. I didn't think. Uh, that was that I, you know, it was a special moment technically, but it, I didn't feel like it was special. Didn't seem special when it happened. The match itself, leading up to that, was not good. Uh, it just seemed like something that uh, they could have done on SmackDown. It, it had it had no mania feel. The most mania part of that match is when Drew McIntyre cut the ropes with the sword, but uh, but other than that, it was all worthless, pointless. Uh, what you got for number thirteen? Sheamus and Ridge Holland versus New Day. You got Sheamus and Ridge Holland versus the New Day at number 13. Where's that damn thing? You're ahead of me. You're ahead of me! No, that's how we're doing it. Why you got this at number 13? Number one, the match was too short. Number two, Ridge Holland breaking Big E's neck ruined the whole storyline. And number three, the match was boring. I mean, for a very short match, it was not entertaining. Um, I will say, my number 13 is also Sheamus and Ridge Holland uh, versus The New Day. Uh, the reasoning being that... Uh, the, the reason, though, why I, you know, it was short, the, why I rank it... 
higher than a lot of these other matches, like the Drew McIntyre. I I felt like I felt like that two minutes with the two minutes they were given, or however long this match was, three minutes long, two minutes long. You know, this match was supposed to happen on night one. It got cut. It came on night two. You know what they did successfully though? They successfully built. They they successfully uh, have a story with Butch. You know, I feel like Butch is their newer their newer member. Butch was a huge standout in that in the two minutes. In the two minutes, that the Butch character was a huge standout in that match, and uh, they did what they accomplished, and that was getting Butch over as like this wild man that they needed to uh, control. Like he's a loose cannon, he's gonna snap at any moment. You know, Butch hasn't had a match yet with any of the members of New Days, but he's kind of just been like a, a guy on the sidelines. So this is definitely setting up something better, and that's why I have it over uh, some of these other matches. But you're right. It was uh, other than that, it was uh, it was pretty worthless and could have been saved for a TV. Uh, any comments on what I said about Butch? I don't know who he is, and I. Uh, he's from NXT. He, he was called. Um, you think I watch NXT? He I was. He was called. Uh, fuck. He, he was like a really. He's like a really popular guy. <laughs> he was like a really popular guy, and that's why NXT. I don't know him. Oh. Anyways. He was very popular in NXT, and he changed his name to Butch. All right. What is your number 12? Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Holy shit. Holy shit. You just put number 12. You just put Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Ed Ray. I'm shocked because A, you still have you still have uh, Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin to put somewhere, which means you thought that was better. You thought that Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin was better than Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. You need to you need to make your defense, sir. Well, it's really simple. Ronda can't wrestle and Charlotte Flair is annoying. And because of how bad Ronda Rousey is, not only on the microphone, but cannot really connect her punches very well, and even if she tries to wrestle, it becomes the same thing over and over, like the throws, or the Piper's Pit, or whatever you call it. Mm. But anyway, I, I just couldn't get engaged in the match after a certain amount of minutes, and that's why I think Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey's number 12. Damn. My number 12 is going to be the Fatal 4-Way... Uh, tag team match for the women's championship. While while they had interesting spots, you can tell by the audience they were not that into it, and that um, and that it was a bathroom break match for a lot of people. Uh, it just they did their best, but it was uninteresting. There was no storyline going into this really. They just kind of threw threw the teams they had together. Uh, for a 10-minute match, that probably should have been five minutes, and they sh- they probably should have they probably should have shaved off Fatal Four Way time and given it to Sheamus uh, versus the New Day, <laughs> but but they decided to give them uh, almost 11 minutes. <laughs> uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, so that's my number 12. Uh, your number 12 was good gun. Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. That is that is a uh, poor pick. What is your number 11? 
Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. My God! Coming in out the gate. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Now, we do know that Roman Reigns apparently suffered an injury during the match, and so they uh, couldn't do... They couldn't... Uh, they, they cut the match short. Um, anyways, I lost my train of thought in the middle of my thought. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, my number... My number... Uh, 12 is the Fatal 4-Way match. All right. Moving on to our number 11s. Ed Ray, what you got for number 11? Didn't I say Brock Lesnar versus... Oh, my, that, that's what you were saying. That I'm sorry. We were we were on our 11s. Okay, you were saying... And I was saying that they, cut it, they had to cut it short because Roman Reigns blew something in his arm. And his arm got swollen. And Brock Lesnar... Uh, I guess uh, they were going to have like a lot of blood in this match, but apparently and, like, it was going to be a lot more brutal than what it was. But um, Roman Reigns blew something in his arm, and his, or his arm got really swollen, and uh, and it looked real bad. And uh, Brock Lesnar got concerned, and so they cut a lot of the more brutal stuff out to uh, try to get to the uh, finish. Uh, thoughts on the uh, controversy behind that match? Uh, and the reasons why you put it at number 11. Well, number one, the match was too short because Roman Reigns got injured. Number two, it, it the match itself felt lackluster because there wasn't anything spectacular about the match. And of course, uh, it was going to be the the ending was going to be predictable with Roman Reigns winning. True that. That is true. It's a true thing, true statement you just made. Now, my number 11 is going to be... My number 11 is going to be... F it, I guess I'll put... And I really like... I liked the uh, spot. I liked the fact that Bobby Lashley was able to uh, do a snap suplex to Omos. I thought that was cool. But you're right. The uh, Omos was a, little, was a little stiff acting. And uh, it just... It didn't have... Uh, the level of effect that they were going for, like there was definitely huge pops at the end when uh, when uh, when Mr. Bobby Lashley was able to pull out his stuff, but that was about it. So my so my number eleven is Bobby Lashley defeating Omos. <clears throat> Next up, we got to do our number tens. Number ten for you, Ed Ray. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. All right, so you are putting Drew McIntyre, Happy Corbin at number ten. I put my I put it at number fourteen. Number ten. You thought that this was better than than the two championship matches. Two championship matches. This was better than two championship matches. What's your What's your take on this? Well, I thought the work rate was pretty good, and nobody got seriously injured in the match compared to what happened with Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. And it was a feel-good moment for Drew McIntyre because he finally got his revenge on Happy Corbin. Hmm. I guess so. I guess it was a feel-good moment and whatnot, and got his revenge. Whatever. Whatever. Anyways, my (laughs) my number ten... Geez, my number 10 might be a tough one. Let's see. My number 10 is going to be... 
you might, you might, let's see, I might, I might do something that you did. I might say, mine number 10. Oh, I don't want to put that so low. I thought that was fine. I thought it was fine. But I'm, I guess on the quality of entertainment, based off entertainment level, the things that were most entertaining, Charlotte Flair defeating Ronda Rousey is mine number 10. It's rough. Rough because I thought it was fine. I, I I thought Charlotte Flair got the got a got a smart win, and I thought it uh I thought it was a fine match. I thought Ronda Rousey did well, and I thought everyone did well. Thoughts on me putting that at number ten? Well, you may have a different perspective on Ronda Rousey than I do, but you're right. <laughs> Anyways, um, what's your number nine? Look at the matches and think about this one. Like you said, as this list goes on, it gets tougher and tougher. True that. The Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. The Miz and Logan Paul versus Mysterios. We're just going to copy the Miz and Logan Paul. You put that at number nine. Why you got this at number nine? What did I put it at number nine? Yeah. Because it's 50-50, like 50% of it, it was pretty entertaining, thanks to Logan Paul's ability to bump and fly, mm. and then 50% good in terms of the work rate because of the Mysterios, obviously. I have half a mind to agree with you. Um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch it up, though. I thought Logan Paul... No, I can't do that. You're right. I think I think Rey Mysterio and Dominic and Miz were somehow outshined by Logan Paul's physique. He has a he he could dominate all these people. He's bigger than the Miz. He was he did the three amigos to Rey Mysterio, who Rey Mysterio and Dominic came out to Eddie Guerrero's uh, outfit, you know, and th- and then Logan Paul the heel. Classic Eddie stuff. Did did the classic Eddie Grail moves. Uh, the Miz uh, getting the win there, uh, and then the Miz doing the whole Logan Paul thing. I don't know. I I thought Logan Paul uh, was actually strangely the highlight of the match, uh, and that that may be the reason why it goes so low because everyone else should have uh, should have shined with him. Yeah, know? I thought Logan Paul was a little bit decent, but my only criticism is he needs to take some steroids. He looks like a dollar store equivalent to Kenny Omega. Oh my God! He's he was jacked. He's bigger than the Miz. He needs to take some steroids. That's what I'm saying. Logan Paul, take some steroids next time to get bigger. Yeah, he's already bigger than the Miz. He doesn't look big enough. My God, should the Miz take steroids? Yeah, ninety percent of WWE needs to take steroids. Oh my God! Hashtag legalized steroids. <laughs> Anyways, my God, I feel like we're missing some stuff. Oh no, we've already we've already ranked McMahon and that one, so we don't need to look at that. Okay. So that we both sharing number nine spots, the Miz and Logan Paul. Number eight. Ed Ray, what is your number eight? This is gonna be a controversial opinion, but I think the fatal four way. The fatal four way you thought was more entertaining and better than the Miz and Logan Paul. Yeah, I mean, despite the time constraints, 
lot of people were able to do their spots and one of the time constraints they had 11 minutes yeah but i felt that it could have been a lot longer than that longer than it was one of the longest matches of all of mania it was well nonetheless one of the highlights of the match for me was that uh powerbomb suplex double from two corners that you know what that was a good spot I will give them And the ending was good because Sasha Banks finally got her first WrestleMania win. Okay. I I can see where you're coming from. Uh, My number eight. My number eight is going to (sighs) be... My number eight is going to be RK-Bro. A... I guess the only reason why I'm putting it so low is because we've seen this match already. This is a rematch. This is a raw rematch at a WrestleMania scale, and and uh, what more can they do? You know, they did they did do some uh, different stuff and whatnot. They did, but I guess well, you know, we've kind of already seen it. The only difference in this one was that we got the ending with Gable Stevenson, uh, <laughs> the uh, the um, uh, Olympic gold medalist. And that uh, is what it is. So uh, my number eight is RK Bro. All right, we are at number seven. Edray, what is your number seven? Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Holy shit! A match that got some of the most pops in this entire card. You put Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Number six. And number seven. Not again. Whatever. Whatever. However things work. Uh, what's your, wh- why, why put it at number seven? What, what was your take on this match? Well, it was a gimmick match, and Sami Zayn lost. However, the only thing that saved the match from total failure were the Jackass crew getting involved, and of course the giant hand. <laughs> and that was why it's number seven instead of lower. Oh, really? I was surprised. There was blood. Johnny Knoxville was bleeding out of his face, uh, despite it being covered by the uh, by that um, by his goggles and stuff. But you could tell that underneath the goggles, he was bleeding. He took he took a uh, he went through through a table. Sami Zayn took all those bumps. He took crazy the mousetrap stuff. Uh, uh, it was it was an insane match. Um, but that's that's your number seven. My number seven. Okay. Okay, my number seven is going to be, oh no, Ed Ray, I might put that as number seven too, wait, no, 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 something, something I'm missing, I'm missing something, what should be number seven? Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn was damn, was, was good, it was good, so what? Should I put as number seven? I'm gonna put Pat McAfee defeating Austin Theory as number seven. I thought, I thought this was a good match, but I thought it was slightly less entertaining than the Johnny Knoxville uh, match. Slightly less entertaining, despite Pat McAfee being super over. I just think Austin Theory is still uh, is still getting. Austin Theory hasn't really. He's done some impressive stuff. 
I mean, he took that uh, F5 and things. He's being he's being put he's putting he's he's being put into impressive situations. He took that stunner as a champ whenever Stone Cold came out. He took the best best stunner of stunner of the week. Uh, but Austin Austin Theory has not his charisma has not rubbed off on me yet to be entertained uh, to be more entertained by Austin Theory than I am by Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn's antics. And that's why I put them at number. Uh, seven. Okay, Ed Ray, what is your number six? Oh, shit. How do you expect me to know if I don't see the rest of the list? Oh, my God. There's the list. What's your number six? Triple Threat, Alpha Academy. Okay, RK Bro going over there. What's your take on this match? I thought uh, all three styles meshed well in the match. Randy Orton and Riddle being the traditional wrestlers, the Street Profits being the high flyers, and the Alpha Academy being a little bit of both. Oh, yeah. With uh, Otis being the big wrestler and Chad Gable being the high-flying but yet great grappler. And what amazed me is how all the, all the moments unfolded toward the end. It turned out to be a very good ending. No, oh, yeah, especially like all all the RKO. I mean, uh, <laughs> Riddle hits the RKO, Orton hits the RKO. They both hit him out of nowhere, and I thought uh, I thought it was good too. But like I said, it was just a, I feel like it was just a match that we already seen before. They've been they've been building this they've been building this up for like two months now, and it just uh, I don't know. I just they, they've all wrestled so many times. Uh, it just nothing. They they already did some of that stuff, some of the things they've already done, so which is why I was a little bit lower on, on mine. But I understand why I'd be high on uh, on somebody else's, you know, a little higher on someone else's. Uh, so my number six. What do I have left? My God. Uh. Yeah, I think my number six is gonna be. This this will be the ending. This is like the ending of my entertainment stuff. Because then I'm going to go straight into, like, because then it's just the wrestling matches, isn't it? Um, no, you know what? You know what? I forgot to, here we go. Because it's one of the least memorable matches, but it was uh, hard-hitting, and it was, uh, it was what a main event should be. Um, however, I do wish it was a bit more memorable, and because of that, yeah. I think uh, the main event, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar going at number six for me. It's a little higher than yours. You had it at number 11. I got it at number six only because I knew what I was getting with that match. However, uh, because of that Roman Reigns injury and not being able to see them uh, do the brutality that I was promised via, via dirt sheets. <laughs> uh, and via what 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 I hear was planned, uh, it's going to go down to number six. Uh, okay, Edward, thoughts on my pick for that to go there? Well, I would agree with you. If there was a little more time in the match, and Roman was one hundred percent still. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number five. What's your number five? Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. 
Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. This was a, uh, I'll comment a little bit about it too, uh, I guess, because this is a, this is a really good, uh, this is a really good match. I thought, I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, surprisingly, Bianca Belair doesn't have the same charisma as the Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch definitely, Becky Lynch called that match. Bianca Belair, though, was able to follow the, uh, follow instruct, follow the, follow the leader. Bianca Belair just proved in that match that she's able to follow the leader. Becky Lynch was proved that she's a ring general. And so, uh, that's what I learned from that match. <laughs> What's your thoughts? Why do you put it at number five? Well, I put it at number five just because Becky Lynch, performance. Bianca Belair actually did well. She didn't stiff anybody nor injure anybody like she did over the past uh, couple of years where there was her damn long hair or striking people in wrong places where you shouldn't strike people. As a matter of fact, Becky Lynch actually gave Bianca Belair a receipt to the eye for what Bianca Belair did to Becky Lynch in the throat. Oh, yeah. So Bianca Belair got a shiner in the match as a receipt. No, and she did, yeah, and she deserved it, too. I seen that on Raw. She had a giant black eye. And the crowd said you deserved it when she addressed the black eye situation. Oh, they did say that? Yeah. They said you deserved it. Why? Did she? So, wait. Say it again what happened. She stiffed uh, Becky Lynch? She stiffed Becky Lynch in the throat. What'd she do? I think it was a hard strike to the throat, oh. and Becky Lynch was hospitalized because of it. Oh, almost cost a match me, huh? Yeah, so Becky Lynch retaliated with a black eye, and I believe that Bianca Belair deserved it. The only reason why it's not any lower on the list is because Bianca Belair won at WrestleMania last year, and she also won the Royal Rumble last year, so it was a repeat. But the problem is they're going to bury Bianca Belair again because she doesn't know how to carry anyone. Mine number five. Wow, you made a good case for number five. I think mine number five is Bianca Belair and and Becky Lynch. I think you made a solid case for it to be a number five and not a not any higher. Um, yeah, I, yeah, we already talked about it. I think solid number five choice. All right. Uh, next up, number four. What is your number four, Ed Ray? Sure that I... We have four matches left. Uh, um, oh, which one's yours? This one's yours. Head on the list. All right, so far you've got the Usos at, oh no, so far you've got Mr. McMahon defeating Pat McAfee at number 16, Bobby Lashley defeating almost number 15, the Usos match, number 14, Seamus Richard, number 13, Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey, number 12, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, number 11, Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin, number 10, The Miz and Logan Paul, number 9, Naomi, Sasha Banks, number 8, Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn, number 7, uh, RK Bro number six, Bianca Belair number five. What's your number four? Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens. Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens. That pop though, man. That freaking pop. That was the Stone Cold, Stone Cold, baby. My God, Where, where's your list at? Here it is. Here's your list. 
Stone Cold, Kevin Owens going in at number four. Main events. So none of your main events made it to the top two or a number one spot. The main events were uh, four and under, it looks like. Uh, why put it at number four? What, you, what were your thoughts on this segment? Well, for one, we thought we were going to have a proper Kevin Owens segment, and then Kevin Owens at random decides to challenge Stone Cold to a no-holds-barred work. Stone Cold was not prepared, and so we never got a chance to see Stone Cold's jacked physique like uh, the commentators on the pre-show were talking about. Yeah. And number two, Stone Cold obviously did not have the cardio. That's why Kevin Owens had to carry the whole damn match. But the one thing that I will say about the match is that Stone Cold was willing to take a bump on the concrete at age 57 and then somehow come back and defeat Kevin Owens. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely crazy. I don't know if I can put it lower than number... I don't know if I can put it at number four. You know, I know it's not going to make my top two. But I don't know if I can put it number four. I think, I think my number four is gonna be the, um, the Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Ooh, Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Who would have thought that that would have made my top four? Who would have thought that? That's a crazy statement. That Johnny. That that was so entertaining. That match was so entertaining to me. It made my number four. I thought it was hilarious. You know what? If if the ending wasn't botched, it would probably be up here in the top three. It would probably make three. But that ending, the botched um, con uh, contrapment, the botched uh, um, what's it called? Uh, mouse trap. The botched mouse trap uh, sort of um, brings it down a peg. You know, certain things, certain botches, and certain uh, things definitely brought it down a peg. But entertainment alone, the entertainment of that match alone, got it to number four. Uh, next up, we've made it, Ed Ray, to the top three. What is your number three? I don't think I said Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, so you that's got to be a num that's number three. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, and I can see, you know, I my, I put it a little low. Uh, I did put it a little low, I'll admit, but this this was a solid match, and I can see, I can definitely see why that would make a top three. Yeah, and let me explain why Pat McAfee, who is immensely popular with this podcast and him being on commentary with Michael Cole, so he brings a refreshment form of uh, commentating to SmackDown, which is why the, Pat McAfee's commentary is refreshing to listen to compared to what you hear on Monday Night Raw. And if you were to, if you were to exclude Michael Cole to make Pat McAfee the play-by-play -play guy, he can make any wrestling match exciting. As far as his wrestling ability, I didn't know if he was going to be able to do well, but with Austin Theory, he was the right opponent for, Ma uh, for Pat McAfee, and it made the crowd go electric from beginning to end, and that is why I I, I call it number three on my list. My number three is going to be Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. If anything, like you said, Stone Cold was able to take a bump. This match alone got the biggest pop of both nights. This match, the crowd was into. This match had all the go-home feelings. Stone Cold brought it. Stone Cold worked the crowd and pretended that his leg didn't work. And then you see, he let him count one, two, three. He turns around. 
boom, 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 boom. He was he was tricking him. He was working him. He wanted to he wanted them to think it was an old man so he could turn around and bring the fire with some awesome uh, stomps, uh, stomping a mud hole. Uh, so I thought I thought it was a solid number three, and uh, I want to put it higher. But you know what? The last two, me and you're gonna have very similar top twos. Probably the same, maybe the same, maybe different. The top two, the reason why they're at the top two and a little bit higher than Stone Cold is because of the work rate that these two matches uh, were able to pull off. They were able to pull off some really good work rates. Uh, you, uh, Ed Ray, number two. Edge versus AJ Styles. Yeah. And guess what? I knew we were going we were, we were to stay at the same, same two endings. <clears throat> Which I'm shocked that I'm doing. I, I didn't think it was. I, I looking back at looking back at all this, I didn't think I was gonna put these uh, these in this order. I didn't think my number one was gonna be my number one. But geez, and I, I'm almost upset that's my number one. But here's the thing: Edge versus AJ Styles was a classic match. It was a classic old school style match. They worked. They worked a little slow, but it was very, it was very in a, in a very classic manner. Uh, here's the thing, though, I, th I think that the, I think they could have waited, I think they could have waited for the whole, oh, this guy's, you know, standing out there. What's his name again? Uh, the Intercontinental, the champion, Damian Priest. Yeah, Damian Priest standing outside and all this, and the kind of like this, this weird little, the weird finish. The, you know what it is? The finish. That guy, they could have had a different finish. They could have had a more healy finish with Edge easily. Uh, I feel like that the whole Damian Priest thing could have been saved for Monday Night Raw in like a rematch. You know, Edge and AJ Styles should have closed Monday Night Raw in a WrestleMania rematch and then have the Damian Priest stuff. They could have ended this different way. And because of the ending of this match is my number two. What's your thoughts? My reason for this match at number two is because the wrong guy won. I thought AJ Styles should have won their first encounter. And then next pay-per-view or so had Edge win in a controversial fashion. Yeah. And um, true that. Uh, finally, I'm, I'm shocked that this match is going to make number one. I am completely shocked that this match is making number one. This is the second longest match of both nights. Uh, coming in at 21 minutes, so the work rate was there. It did not feel di uh, uh, different from the other matches, different from, you know, Edge and AJ Styles, different from some of these things. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins did not feel like a 20-minute match, and that's how good these guys worked together. And that's why it is making our, my number one. Uh, what say you? Thoughts on this match? Comments on this match? The surprise, the surprise alone of Cody Rhodes, uh, it was a hype too, and the hype level for this was crazy. Wait, their comments. Well, here's my comment on the match. Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins are two different styles. Cody Rhodes is more psychology oriented, so he brought the psychology to the match, while Seth Rollins did the flips and the dives and some of the work rates as well. And because of how over Cody Rhodes was all over the world with New Japan, ROH, and obviously the competition of WWE by AEW, it was a big deal for casuals that haven't seen Cody Rhodes in quite a while suddenly return. And because a lot of people knew who Cody Rhodes was with the New Japan stuff and the ROH stuff, 
and how many of them are ignorant of AEW's existence, this was a pretty big deal for Cody Rhodes to come back and with Seth Rollins being the right opponent to get this match over and have people talking about it for quite a long time was why Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins is the top match of WrestleMania. So we're going to go through uh, we're gonna go through these lists real quick. I'm going to go through these lists and then we're going to uh, do our last minute speculation about the future, what the future may hold. Okay, we're starting with Ed Ray's list. We have number 16, Mr. McMahon and Pat McAfee. Number 15, Bobby Lashley and Omos. Number 14, The Uso defeating Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Moose. Number 13, Sheamus and Ridge Holland defeating The New Day. Number 12, Charlotte Slayer defeating Ronda Rousey. Number 11, Roman Reigns defeating Brock Lesnar. Number 10, Drew McIntyre defeating Happy Corbin. Number 9, The Miz and Logan Paul defeating The Mysterios. Number 8, Nemo... Nemo <laughs> Naomi and Sasha Banks in the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match. Number 7, Johnny Knoxville defeating Sami Zayn. Number 6, RK-Bro winning the Triple Threat Tag Team Title Match. Number 5, Bianca Belair defeating Becky Lynch. Number 4, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeating Kevin Owens. Number 3, Pat McAfee defeating Austin Theory. Number 2, Edge defeating AJ Styles. Number 1, Cody Rhodes defeating Seth Freaking Rollins. And now for my list. My list, number 16, Mr. McMahon defeating Pat McAfee. Number 15, the Usos defeating Shinsu Nota Nakamura. Number 14, Drew McIntyre defeating Heavy Corbin. Number 13, Sheamus and Ridge Holland defeating The New Day. Number 12, Naomi and Sasha Banks. Number 11, Bobby Lashley defeating Omos. Number 10, Charles Flair defeating Rod Browse. Number 9, The Mrs. Lopez. Number 8, R.K. Brown. Number 7, Pat McAfee defeating Austin Theories. Number 6, Roman Reigns defeating... Brock Lesnar, number five, Bianca Belair defeating Becky Lynch, number four, John Knoxville defeating David Stanton, number three, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeating Kevin Owens, number two, Ed defeating AJ Styles, and number one, we share it, Cody Rhodes defeating Seth freaking Rollins. My God, what is next for Cody Rhodes? Does he go straight into a title, uh, a, the title picture with Roman Reigns? If he has Roman Reigns, he's going to beat him. But you think he would think Cody Rhodes would come back to not win the belt? That's what he just said. He said it, you know, he's come back to win the belt. Like, that's why he signed the contract. He, he is going to have that belt at some point. At some point, but not immediately. Because Cody Rhodes is going to get punished for leaving WWE for and creating long? AEW. How long? Especially with the constant uh, rock. With, with the, the the rock the rock theory the constant rock theory that the rock and Roman reigns will be facing each other at mania I guess it doesn't have to be for the belt does it no it could be a special attraction match for the head of the table the head of the table yeah it's SummerSlam no they say it's gonna be at mania though rock, and that mean, then that rock means and yeah that means Cody Rhodes isn't going to be champion. Not for another year or two. And like, that's what I'm trying to say. Maybe maybe, maybe uh, Roman Reigns isn't champion at, uh, at Mania. No, I think Roman Reigns is going to carry the belt and breaks Bruno San Martino's record of nearly eight years carrying the belt. Are you sure? That's how white hot Roman Cody Reigns Rose, is. They told Cody Rhodes he's going to win. They're going to end up going back on their promise. And they're going to screw with Cody Rhodes for creating the competition. That's how vindictive WWE is. What if he wins it at? What if Cody Rhodes wins Money in the Bank and then wins the belt? They're going to book him terribly as champion. So he's going to get buried one way or another. 
Oh my god. So uh when if if they do if they do pull the trigger on this rock versus Roman theory, which everyone's speculating that will happen. There's been all the dirt sheets say it's gonna happen, you know, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. They just keep having to push it back to the rock schedule and that uh, this will be like the final year that they try to do and they, they, they pretty much have aimed for this to happen. Um when do they when do they start it? Does does the rock win the Royal Rumble? Yeah, I guess that's what's gonna happen. You know, they'll bring back the rock uh, and then build him up a Royal Rumble. Then who do you have who do you have Cody Rhodes feud with until then? Like who what's Cody Rhodes doing? Like, yeah, you say he's gonna be very like who's Cody Rhodes feuding with? Uh who's his next feud? I don't know because they kind of uh, derailed the whole Seth Rollins feud by having Seth Rollins shake Cody Rhodes' hand. They could have continued it all the way to SummerSlam. Dude, what if, what if Cody Rhodes aligns himself with AJ Styles? Huh? Took you with Edge and Damian Priest. Yeah, that'd be a great tag team match at Russell. I mean, at yeah. SummerSlam. And then obviously at Summer, well, SummerSlam it wouldn't be a tag team match at SummerSlam. I would have Cody Rhodes versus Edge, and then AJ Styles versus Damian for the for the belt. What are your thoughts on that? That is logical. That'd be good, wouldn't it? That'd be so good. Cody Rhodes versus Edge, which they've had matches before, but now Cody Rhodes has has grown up. He's a fucking adult now. He uh, he he knows how to work. His work rates improved exceptionally since leaving the WWE. You know, he's he's got the travel. And uh, and uh, improve his craft, improve his character, and so I think uh, Cody Rhodes and Edge is the solid next choice for the Cody Rhodes feud. Obviously, though, obviously though, he's probably gonna go after Roman Reigns first because he's red hot. So I feel like he, Cody Rhodes, he goes after Roman Reigns and loses, loses. Then he goes into a feud with Edge. Uh, Edge and uh, Damian Priest, AJ Styles probably comes in and helps them, which is a it's, it's a good callback because both of them are in uh in that team, huh? What team is that? That uh that they ran that with the Young Bucks, Bullet Club. Isn't AJ Styles Bullet Club member? Yeah. Yeah. See that? So look at that. Cody Rhodes and AJ Styles teaming up is already is already a good callback to the fact that they are Bullet Club members. Yeah. The I- two the Bullet Club leaders. Both Bullet Club leaders being in fucking uh, WWE as a tag team is, and oh, and then Finn Balor. Then they could have Finn Balor too. Yeah, it pretty much sells itself. Now that they're because now that they're uh, pretty much going to probably end the brand split with Roman Reigns as champion. I mean, you could easily have uh, Finn Balor and uh, Finn Balor and uh, AJ Styles and Cody Rhodes as a as a tag team. Wow, that'd be intense. All three leaders, <laughs> all three leaders of that group. That's a statement. That's a statement to be made of the competition. All your leaders come here. <laughs> Just think about that. Think about that, man. So that's our thoughts. That's our uh, predictions. And that was our opinions of WrestleMania 38. Do you agree? If not, well, that's fine. Why? Because all we have here are opinions and beer. We are opinions and beer.